and open the gate that's at the end and there's heaven. Just step through. Jesus is saying, come on, come in. You can come up here anytime you want. Just step through. Any, anything that keeps you separated from him has been forgiven. If you know that you're carrying a weight, still to say, Lord, I ask you to forgive me where I've done something wrong this week, where even today I might have done something wrong, that I can come boldly and sit before you right now. Just focus in on Jesus and just walk with him through that gate and sit with him. Sit beside the streams of living water that flow straight from the throne of the Father. And look at Jesus and say, what have you got to tell me today? I believe I receive from you right now. Lord, give me ears to hear and eyes to see. Ears to hear and eyes to see straight from heaven right now. Thank you, Lord. Just stay in that place and listen to what he has to say to you. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way that leads to life. And there are few who find it. Let's walk through that gate. Just focus in on Jesus. Just let, let Jesus minister to you this morning. Some of you are going to start seeing things. You're going to start seeing how you look. The Lord's going to start showing you how you look without all those weights, without all those burdens. He's going to show you what you look like and who you are. Um, I just feel like God's saying this morning that... It was, it was kind of for me as well, but I felt like to share as, as well. As, I feel like God was saying, what are you doing? Like, honestly, what are you doing? It's like I think sometimes we, we really do get caught up in the world and I really feel like God wants us to dream again, to understand truly his, his heart's desire for us. I don't know about you guys, but this week's been a pretty crazy week for me and I've definitely forgotten God's desire f- for my future this week. And I think we do that so much and we get to Sunday and we get the dream again and then the rest of the week we forget it and it's, it's just not what God wants. It's not his best, you know, that's how we operate. We run in his, in his, his joy, his happiness, his his love of life. God has such a love of life. He's gave us life, and I think sometimes we really forget that. So I just feel like God's saying, "What are you doing? Why are you dropping what I've given you?" Like. It's so good. It's so great. So, yeah. Um, God's just reminded me about the Israelites. Um, Ashton and I were reading about it in the Bible last night and he's just reminded me that God made a promise for the promised land and he continued to show them the way the whole way through. He continued to feed them from the skies, from the birds, And the whole way God provides and they got to the very end 
They saw the promised land. It was right there on their fingertips and they saw the giants and they got scared. Which seems really silly because the whole way God has provided for them and yet we can do the same thing. We can get scared as well and they missed out. They had to then wander 40 years in the desert and they missed out. And you can miss out too on your promised land just because you didn't trust God. So you have a choice to make. Do you trust God and push into his promises or do you see the giants in your own life? Don't miss out on what God's doing. We're just going to, I feel really, to sing the song, I Hold On To Your Promises. Um, It's good to declare and decree things and... uh, we all have promises and things and dreams that God has spoken to us. And as Taja said, we can get something on Sunday from God and go, yes, that's great. We see a picture or we hear something that encourages us. And then Monday comes and we're feeling okay. But by Wednesday, we've forgotten everything that God says because we haven't spent that time renewing it to our hearts and our mind. And so I just really feel to just declare this over us that we will hold on to God's promise to us. When you see something in the Word and God says, that's for you. You know, everything He says, He's got so many promises. There's hundreds of them. And He quickens them to our heart and He reveals things to us. And we've got to just declare those things and keep on declaring them. You know what we did this week? Do you know what we did? I wrote two years ago of all the things that I had on my heart that God showed me of what He wanted us to do and where He wanted to go. And He says, delight on me and I will grant you the desires of your heart in Psalm 37. And, you know, 18 months ago we went to Europe. That was a 25-year dream. And, you know, when you break through on a dream and you just break the things that have been holding you back, you guess what? That dam that's been holding all your stuff back, it's broken. You've poked a hole in it and the stuff comes flooding through. We took seven of us to Europe. Guess what we did this week? We paid, booked and paid for, seven of us to go to Canada and the USA this September for not just one week or two weeks, but how many weeks? Five. (laughs) Five weeks. Because that is my promise that I would travel with our kids. Anna's already been off, so she she misses out this trip. We're waiting. (laughs) But... But it's like that is my desire. I've written it down and I pray over it and I see myself. And I was in the middle of Shara and Chantal's dance concert back in December and I didn't know how God was going to do what I'd written down. And I went in the spirit and I found, I was closing my eyes and I found myself in the middle of Washington. And I'm like, oh, that's different. And then I closed my eyes again and I saw myself up in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool when the Lord says it's coming. And January... The money arrived just out of nowhere. God just said, ha ha, I've known all about this. You didn't think it was coming, but I knew it was coming. Don't let go of your dreams and the plans and desires that God has for your heart because he will do super abundantly, far above anything that you can ask or think or dream or imagine. So if you're not asking big enough, ask bigger because God said he will do bigger still. That's what Shara's word was this morning. Ask bigger, dream bigger, lift the lids off. Because God doesn't have any limits. He is limitless. So let's sing this this morning. I'll hold on to your promise. Just close your eyes and grab hold of what God has said about your life. If he's shown you your home, if he's shown you your future, if he's shown you how your family, how he wants it to be, if he's shown you your relationships and your workplaces and how he wants them to be, 
You hold on to that as we sing this and say, Lord, I declare that over my life and my family, over my job situation, over my finances, over my future. I declare this today. I will hold on to your promises because you are faithful and alert and active, watching over your word to perform it, that not one word will flow from heaven that you will not accomplish. Just as the rain falls down from heaven and waters the seeds and causes them to grow, so the rain of heaven and the power of heaven will fall down on your dreams and your hopes and the desires of your heart and will accomplish what he caused them to be said for in the first place. Amen. So hold on to your promises. Hold on to your promises for your family and your husband and your wife and your children and your work and to be debt free and all those things that God, for your health, hold on to them. For this nation, that we would have hubs of light across this city and across this state. Amen. Let's hold on to the promises this morning and let's declare it. Kids, I want you to just gather around here for a minute. We're going to um, just do things a little bit different this morning. All week I've been just, um, I blogged something this week about how our words are like toothpaste. Who uses toothpaste? <laughs> I, hope, I hope everybody uses toothpaste. Um, and, how, and how that we, when we, when we say things, when we speak things, when we declare things, is actually really powerful. Now, you can speak things that are really good, can't you? You can encourage people with your words. You can build, build up with your words. But you can also tear down and destroy and kill off with your words. And there's one of the things that we talk about lots here is, is the power of our words and that God has made us people who can speak. When God created the world, he spoke the world into being. And he kept on saying, let there be, let there be. And there was light. Let there be animals. And there was animals. Let there be. And it was so. And it was good. And God wants us to do the same. He kept on repeating it. When you see something in the Bible and and it's repeated, take notice because God wants to tell you something. And when he kept on saying, let there be, and he spoke, it's because your words are important. And they are a bit like this toothpaste. So, Jake, can you come and help me? This is tube of toothpaste, which is a bit like our words, that when you squeeze it out, can you squeeze it out? All into there from the bottom. Are you at the top of the tube squeezer? <laughs> is it, has it got the end off? No. Now, let's take the end off. First of all, you've got to open your mouth when you speak. So we're going to take the end off. should say you always have something to say. <laughs> All right, here we go. Open your mouth. It's like a tube of toothpaste. You've got to take the cap off. Now, he's squeezing it all out. You've got to squeeze from the end. <laughs> when you get married, your wife will love you for it. If you squeeze the toothpaste from the end and don't leave a goopy mess on the end, that's it. Squeeze it out. Squeeze it all out. <laughs> From the bottom of the tube. Is it all out? Almost Almost all out. Good job. I think that'll do. Now, can you put that? Can you put? Can you put that tube of toothpaste, all that goopy toothpaste? Smells good. Back in, please. 
Put it back in the tube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can try. Have a go. What do you reckon? <laughs> it's easy. You just scoop it. Are you going to get it all back in? Are you going to make a mess trying to get it all back in? Yeah. Keep on trying. Nah, it's not happening. No. Is that what your toothpaste looks like at home? <laughs> okay, you can leave it. Thanks, Jack. There's a handy towel behind me. There you go. Oh, I love, Mum will love you for that. <laughs> and that's why I really had an impressment with me this week that that's what our words are like. We can speak really great words. We can speak words of encouragement and love and building up and inspirational words that, yes, you can do it and you're awesome and you look fantastic today. Jake, you look fantastic today, by the way. You know, we can say those things or we can say, oh, man, you, you just... Can you ever do anything right? Why do you take so long? You look terrible today. What's wrong with your hair? You know, what are you wearing that for? You look fat in that. Yeah. Now, we can say that about ourselves and we hear it when we speak it out and we can say that about others. But just like Jake couldn't get the toothpaste back in the tube, once we say stuff, you can't get it back. You can't shove it back in your mouth and go, oh, I never said that. You know the saying of take that back? When somebody says something, well, they can't actually take it back. Once it's out there, it's out there. And we can ask for forgiveness for the words we've spoken. And God is faithful and just to forgive us when we say things. But that word is still hanging around. You know, and it says you have to say seven encouraging things for one discouraging thing. Yeah? And we can't get those words back in the, you know, the toothpaste back in the tube. Just like we can't take back easily. I mean, there's probably some technological, scientific way maybe that you could suck that toothpaste back up, but it's not very easy. And words are the same, is that we've got to watch and understand the importance of our words. And our kids, I want you to really remember that, is to really, big people as well, watch our words. And uh, I had a little acronym this, this, um, this week, and it says, well, the Bible says that a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. So if you know that you're saying stuff that isn't kind or you're talking about yourself or others in a nasty way or you just haven't got anything good to say about the day, that's because in your heart, that's where it's coming from. And so we've got to let God touch our hearts. And I always say that he wants our hearts to be squishy like a marshmallow, just so that his, yeah, like a marshmallow. (laughs) That it's like he wants us to be soft and squishy like that, so that good things are stored up and sweet like that. And we get that from letting Jesus just minister to us and spending time like we did this morning, just sitting in his presence. So here's a little acronym, and I've got a little activity for the kids to do while they're sitting there, is before you say something. Now, I know we all know this, but this is actually part of being disciplined and about walking the walk and talking the talk. You know, you can say, oh, I love you, Lord, but the Bible says if you can't love your own brother, if you can't love those who walk along beside you, you know, how can you love God? And so we've got to think about what we're saying. And uh, so that little acronym is before we speak, think. So the first letter of think is, think, is it true? 
what you're saying. Is it true? Oh, you're such an idiot. You say that when you look inside in the mirror. You look terrible. You say stuff about yourself that isn't true. You say stuff about your life and about God and about your future that isn't true. So think, is it true what I'm about to say about myself? Is it true what God, what, is it line up with what God says about me? And is it true what he says about those around me? When you're ready to let fly at somebody in your world, stop and say, is that true or am I just having a little meltdown? Is it helpful? That's the H and think. Is that really helpful? Do you need to say that or are you just being bad-tempered? Yeah? Kids, do you need to say that to your siblings? You stink. <laughs> I know, but there's a tactful way of saying things. We don't have to say everything. We don't just have to say, do we? We don't have to just say. I was just saying. Yeah, you didn't have to just say. You're just saying. That's our little thing in our house. I was just saying. You're not allowed to just say unless it is helpful to build others up. Yeah? I, I, I is, is it inspiring? Who knows any inspiring people? You're, I must thank you, Anna. <laughs> inspiring people. <laughs> People that just make you feel like you can conquer the world, that you can do it, that they, you know they're standing behind you, that they inspire you to bigger, bigger and better things, yeah, that they're inspired. When we talk, when we think, is it inspiring what I have to say? Because sometimes it's just not. Sometimes it's just downright discouraging, isn't it? We're just like pulling down with the words because we're just like having a grump. And if everybody else is having a good day, well, why should they have a good day? So I'm having a grumpy day so they can have some of my grumps. You know, negative attracts negatives. I don't know. You find them in a room together. Yeah, they're the negative people in the corner. Don't be one of those. Be inspiring by what you say. In and think is, is it necessary? Is it really necessary to say that to your spouse? Is it necessary to say that to your workmate? Is it necessary to shout that out the window at the person who just swipe, tried to sideswipe you on the freeway? Come on now. Is it necessary when that customer has walked out the door to mutter under your brows, gee, they're a tool. What are they? Gee, no. <laughs> tool. <laughs> you can't take the words back once they're out there. They're floating about. K for think is, is it kind? Is it kind? You know, this is talking the talk, guys. We can say all we like about and when we're all in our happy little space, but it's when we're out there living in the world, living with other people. You know, everybody can be a fantastic Christian all by themselves. <laughs> Honest. I, I could be absolutely spectacular, most patient, kindest, inspiring, helpful person in the universe if I didn't have anybody else around me. Plus, if everybody was around me, they just did what I said. Come on now. So we've got to think, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it really necessary for you to say that? And is it kind? Is it kind what we have to say? Ephesians 4.29 says, don't use foul or abusive language. We all know what that is, isn't it? Don't use foul or abusive language. 
Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. That's how God wants us to be. The world is full. You know, we don't have to add to the the tall poppy and we have to bring them down a peg or two. We have to bring them down to size. We don't have to be in the world system because the world says, and especially Aussies, say, don't let them get too big for their boots. Don't let them dream too big. Don't let them rise too high above everybody else because you know they'll get a big head. That's the world system and that comes from the father of lies himself. God says nothing is impossible for you, that you are an overcomer, that you're above and not beneath, a winner, not a loser, success and not a failure, that you're blessed as you come in and blessed as you go out, that everything you put your hand to is blessed, that you have the grace and supernatural ability and power upon your life, that everything you touch has favour on it. That's what God says. The world says bring them down. The world says cut them down to size. The world says don't let them get a too big a head and don't let them dream, dream too much. And God does not speak like that. He says, let everything you say be good and helpful and an encouragement to those who hear it. And sometimes the person who most needs to hear it is ourselves. We've got a self-talk. We've got a faith talk to ourselves first because when we get the words of God in our heart that this is what he says about us. This is what he says about us. Who are you? Who does God say you are this morning? He looks at us and sees us as awesome, as holy, as beautiful, as pure, as strong, as strong, as worthy. He says all those things about us. So I want us to think this week. Think about what we're saying. I've got some music playing. It's like at my feet. It's, it's, think about what we're saying. Think about whether what we say is helpful, whether it's true, whether it's inspiring, whether it's necessary, whether it's kind. Because that's, that's what God wants us to be. You know, Philip talked about Barnabas last week and how he was, his, name, his nickname means son of encouragement. And I want to be one of those people that when, when somebody is dreaming something or, or had a great idea or a new invention or they've had a thought, I want to do this, I want to be the person that somebody else rings up and says, what do you think about this idea? Because they know when they talk to me that I'm going to encourage them to go for it, that I'm going to encourage them that God is able in their life, that I'm going to be one that says, come on, yes, instead of that one that goes, oh, you know, the world is, is a terrible place and the economy is terrible and it's too big a risk and all those things. And we can easily go there because, you know what? We go there when we listen to what the world says. But if we listen to what God says, he says that you can do it. That you can do it. And it's easy with kids especially. You go, well, you know, it's, they want to be an AFL star or a great basketballer or an awesome soccer player or a or, you know, concert pianist, and it's like it's easy for us to say, well, you know, that's only a few. Well, how do you know that you just didn't have in your house, living in your lounge room, sleeping in, the, in your house, the person that's going to change the world, the person that's going to invent some amazing invention, the one that's going to be able to rise above everybody else? It's so easy to just think like the world thinks and go, oh, it's too hard. But God's not like that. 
He's not like that. He says, be, everything you say, be helpful. So when your husband or your spouse or your kid or your, your fiancé, whoever is in your world, your workmate shares with you, be the person that encourages and says, be helpful to those who hear you. Inspire them. First Thessalonians chapter 5.11 says, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Encourage one another. That's what, when we gather together, that's, that's what it's all about, is to encourage one another. That's why God says don't neglect meeting together because it's pretty hard out there. And the world and the system of the world is hard. You, you just hear blah all week. Really, you do. I don't have any other word for it. It's just blah. And it makes you feel blah. Yeah, but God says to encourage one another and build one another up. I love how we do warm fuzzies at birthdays. And this today, we've got birthdays everywhere this week. We've got Jessie's birthday this week. We've got Rebecca's 18th birthday today and we had Anna's birthday yesterday. Anybody else got a birthday this week I've missed? Yeah, you are next month. But it's like I love how we do warm fuzzies and we go around and we say something awesome about about each other because, you know what, people need to hear. They need to be encouraged. Even if they pretend they don't need to be, they all love it. Even the blokes love it. You guys all love to be told you're awesome, don't you, Steve? Yep, yep. Steve's awesome. Pat him on the shoulder. He's awesome. Yeah, Stuart likes to be told he's fantastic. Yeah, Ivan does. Philip's gone to soccer. The boys love it, don't you? You're awesome. You're looking good today. I like your new haircut. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Um, so just, I want us to, to really think this week how we can encourage one another. And guys, I've got something for you to colour in. You can colour it in. Take it home. It's down there, up there somewhere, telling. That we can think about whether what we have to say is true. Whether it's helpful. Whether it's inspiring. Whether it's really necessary. And whether it's kind. Because that's walking the walk and talking the talk. Amen? that's all I have to say. (laughs) Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, I just thank you for just us being able to just spend time together as a family. I thank you for this family, for every person in it. Lord, I thank you for the blessing they are to me, Lord, that we, we see one another growing. We see one another developing our faith and just walking and talking more like you, Jesus. And I pray that you would help us each day from the smallest one to the oldest one. Lord, that you would help us to just encourage and build one another up. And when we're out doing our jobs and living in the world and day-to-day things, Lord, that you would help us and remind us where we can just say, hey, you're doing a great job today. Well, you look fantastic. And just encourage one another because that's being a light. That's a light in the world. So we just bless each person here. I bless the birthday people this week, Lord, for Anna and Rebecca and Jesse, Lord, that they would have an awesome birthday, that they would know the things that you have for them, Lord, the big dreams that you have for them, Lord, you just can stir those things up in their hearts, Lord, that they would feel really special on their special day. We pray in Jesus' precious name. And we all said, Amen. Amen.